2: Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes.
3: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Welcome in. Ha, 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 ha. Jackson, you have the Lil Piddles Angry Beaver Sports Business Review. And then John Denton of MLB.com is booked on this program at 10.15.
0: He is indeed, Tim.
3: I'm going to stand over the line of scrimmage on a step stool and look at the defense, and I'm going to call an audible because I see my guy, Stephen A. Smith, number one, is wearing a canary yellow jumpsuit today, and they are debating whether or not if Dak is that dude, and I would like to spend the next hour debating whether or not Dak is that dude. So let John Denton know we're not available today. Uh, Let the Angry Beaver know that, uh, sorry, we'll double up tomorrow. But today on Balloon Party, driven by Monganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, we're going to discuss whether or not Dak is that dude. And I will yell at you, and I will take the opposite stance of whatever you take. So let's do it.
0: All right. Um, I do believe that Dak Prescott is not that dude. Nice. I think that uh, the Cowboys, uh, they got a great wide receiver and cd lamb nice, nice they have take. a. I uh, i like that tony pollard in the backfield he can catch the passes he can run the ball Ah, uh, yes pollard and uh yeah i think uh, they have a micah parsons and that defense is very very sound and so i think the uh the reason that they haven't jumped over the hump is uh dak just not being that dude i like dak prescott seems like a wonderful guy this is nothing personal But I'm just not sure if he's that dude. So you
3: say Dak is not that dude.
0: If I had to officially submit, I would say he's not that dude. But I'll also say that there's only a handful of quarterbacks in the NFL who are that dude. Name the dudes. Jalen Hurts is that dude. Joe Burrow is that dude. Patrick Mahomes is that dude. Josh Allen is that dude. Justin Herbert is that dude. The list kind of ends there.
3: Really? I feel like we're missing a dude. Maybe
0: someone could text it in, but I can't think of anyone. Right, name that dude, Trevor Lawrence, is he that dude? We haven't seen enough.
3: Dak sucks, and so does Stephen A. Uh, all right, uh, I'm going to carry over the discussion, but first I understand Stephen Wildwood, who claims he was absolutely censored by either you or Marsh, left a mic drop, and to make sure that we get his mic drop in, I want to I pivot off of is Dak that dude, uh, which is a hot topic, and hear what Steve has to say.
2: All
0: right, he has sent to the mic drop. Okay. I haven't heard it. Oh,
3: this is high. This is kind of
0: going into I know, the dump buttons right there. All right, I can. I'll take the heat. Lamar I mean, Jackson, by the way. Oh yeah, good call. You're not going to resign these players. You might as well get something for them.
2: Stop it! Your trading partner is the Toronto Blue Jays. The exchange rate with Canada sucks! Plus they used
0: a metric system! Nice work, Bowtie! Triple Six! Here's a list of things to do! A. Fire ball! Two fire bowtie and his puppet Pinocchio! Three! hire a real manager, a real general manager, and spend some damn money on some players who can win us a World Series. It's been 12 years, you jackass. Tired of it.
3: Wow, passionate. You know, uh, you could tell he was starting to see stars toward the end there. But I think a lot of people would agree with the content. Right. Maybe you don't share the ire. Mm Mm-hmm. But agree with the content. And I didn't even think about the exchange rate.
0: Yeah, it's something you got to think of the metric system. And also, are they doing uh, Fahrenheit or Celsius over there in uh, in Canada? Because Celsius is dumb.
3: Wow, another take. I thought his deck, that dude, was going to carry us today. No. Celsius is dumb has entered the uh, chat.
0: I, I get the idea zero is freezing, 100 is boiling, but it's not exact enough.
3: What a sad person! Go touch grass, idiot. That's from the three one four. Yeah.
0: Also, uh, the Pinocchio he was referring to, Gersh, uh, will be on Bianca Ferrari at eleven thirty. Oh, how about that. There yeah. it is.
3: Maybe Steve. Maybe they can <laughs> wire <Yeah>. Steve in. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, and I hate the Ravens. I believe that's in reference to you leaving Lamar Jackson off.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. Lamar Jackson is absolutely that dude. Watch him. Watch out for a little MVP season coming from Lamar Jackson this year.
3: Uh, John Denton with us at 10.15, and we have the Lil Piddles Angry Beaver Sports Business Review, uh, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, I like the sports business uh, questions. Uh, Jackson, why don't we go to one of them right now? Because what winds up happening is John Denton's going to say something, and then I'm going to all of a sudden it'll be the bright, shiny object, and the next thing we know, it's like 10.58. And I'll go, well, I guess we ought to do the Angry Beaver sports business. But, eh, I don't want to do that.
0: No, I hear you. Uh, that's no problem. I can give you one right now, Tim, for the Little Piddles sports business newsletter presented to you by the Angry Beaver. Mention Piddles for $5 off. Mm-hmm. any
3: pizza. Let's go with uh, something that I saw you uh, post yesterday on the TMA fan page. Uh, It's on Facebook. You ought to join it. Uh, What, 7,100? 7,200? Wonderful uh, friends of the feather in there.
0: Yep. We have a few
3: hundred in the queue, and Jackson is the admin who won't let them in.
0: Yeah, well... Make sure you're on your profile picture, as I'll say. Yeah. The ACC is a conference most notably known for its basketball prowess featuring schools like Duke, UNC, UVA, Wake Forest, and more, and on the football side it has been dominated by the two-headed monster of Clemson and Florida State. Well, Tim, Florida State is not pleased with the ACC's direction in their school. No, they don't like the revenue sharing, Peter. Yeah, as their school president stated yesterday that they have to seriously consider leaving the ACC. Conference realignment in college sports has seriously broke my brain, as I truly don't know how all this plays out is everyone just going to join the SEC are conferences as we know it going to be a thing of the past in the coming years
3: I think they will be a thing of the past within a decade I do mm-hmm. I think they will eventually break away from the NCAA oh, I do wow. yeah Wow, that's now that's going deep. I don't really. I, I don't. I mean, if, if you'd like to wager, I'll wager. Actually, it's,
0: it's not something I like to wager on. But I would. I like probably hear it will
3: have to contact you from Jupiter, Florida, in ten years <laughs> to circle back.
0: No doubt. Hey, I could come uh, visit.
3: Um, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to, to to post that one. But um, yeah, the 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 conferences I think are clearly forming two super conferences, and the Pac-12 is in the midst of breaking up. Big Ten per ESPN this morning talking with Oregon and Washington about joining them. Oh, wow. Yeah, Do you not know that? No. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was going to get into that on TMA, but we had to go through Iggy and whether or not this in and out Burger was really uh, iced on a plane from Las Vegas in 2013, and so we spent a couple hours on that. Right. But uh, yeah, the Big Ten's begun exploratory discussions about uh, possible uh, additions, and per ESPN, the discussions are centered on Washington and Oregon. So there you go. So, you could have a showdown between Rutgers and the Huskies as they fly seven hours to see each other.
0: How about Rutgers basketball going? How about a Tuesday matchup uh, at UCLA, go home to New Jersey and host the Huskies? I like that. From UW. Like, that is, I
3: mean, just in fuel costs alone. Yeah, you got to run that PNL and, and and expand those uh, expenses on travel. So I do think that this is going to implode um, if you don't consider it already to be right. an implosion. Uh, One of the theories, and this is more from the anti-Missouri fans that like try to rev up Missouri fans, is the SEC will get to a point where they'll kick Missouri out and then welcome like Florida State Mm -hmm. and Clemson Clemson. or something along those lines and say, well, there's no more room at the end and Missouri and whomever else has to go away. Uh, I just don't really see that being particularly likely. I have zero interest in the Big 12. No, Back in the day, I really was intrigued by Missouri into the Big Ten. This is pre-SEC discussions, because mm-hmm. I feel like that one would have made sense. But now, what used to, quote, make sense is clearly out the window, because what made sense was more rooted in geography, and now geography goes out the window, and it's about money and who's got the, the power. And right now, the power is dictated by a football program's, relatively speaking, recent success. So had Gary Pinkle not turned things around in Columbia, I don't know if Missouri would have gotten the invitation to the SEC to begin play there in 2012.
0: Yeah, they joined. It was them and Texas A&M that joined uh, at the same time. And that
3: was when Nebraska and Colorado went to their respective Big Ten and and Pac-12, and that was because the programs in the Big 12 are frustrated with Texas right. and the Longhorn Network. That was really the impetus for the whole thing. As it stands right now, uh, what I thought was uh, unique, and again, this all is, this goes back to sports business, is Florida State may be comfortable not winning the SEC, whereas there's an easier, easier pass to winning the conference in the ACC. Mm-hmm but you get more money from the television package in the SEC. And that is where... The money is, and that is why they are making their case. I don't know, is the SEC gonna have Florida State, Miami, and Clemson? <laughs> right, it's just and gonna be entirely bring on South. Duke and North Carolina. How would you like that for college basketball? How would you like it if Duke were in Columbia, Missouri? And then the next three days later, there's Kentucky at Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. Oh, you just you'd move <laughs> down to Columbia, Missouri. All those hand
0: motions and smiling really is throwing me off. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, I mean, that would be wild, and uh, count me in, because I would love to go see a game of Cameron Indoor, especially if the Mizzou Tigers go take down the Blue Devils. Having said that, I could see conference realignment, everything going crazy, conferences folding up, but like, if you're the SEC, like, do you just become your
3: own thing? Like, like at a certain point... Well, that's what I'm saying. It's going to break away from the NCAA. Detach from the NCAA, because... You- I think it'll be closer to the NFL. Yeah, I really do. I think that's which may sound exaggerated in the moment, but I do think that that's where it's going to go because it's essentially going that way anyway. Right. Except there isn't a salary cap, and so you have it's a wild west. The Roll Tods and you know Bulldogs Bulldogs in a spot where they can kind of run things, but it may wind up being advantageous for Missouri with NIL and Missouri's NIL rules. Questions coming later. Oh wow. I'm I'm omnipotent. Boy, this, uh, I don't know if that was the proper use of that word. Omnipresent? I'm, I mean, I guess I'm here. you are on the show. I'm
0: here. What was that? What was
3: was my... that a, Were you doing like
0: Jay Farrow? What was that? That was uh, Travis Kelsey doing Patrick Mahomes. Because <laughs> That's pretty good. He was doing Now them. I enjoy it. Now yeah. I've been rewarded. Yeah, Mahomes was mic'd up saying, I'm here. And then they did it with <laughs> Kermit the Frog over it. And it's really funny.
3: It's pretty good. Uh, all right. Uh, we got John Denton on the other side of the break. We'll talk Cardinal trade deadline. Uh, I'm not really interested in talking about the games, honestly. <laughs> oh, the four outfielders, four home runs, Tim. How do you like me now? Yeah, I don't know. That's not where I am. <laughs> uh, but I will talk trade deadline and offseason. That's what interests me. So if that interests you, that's what we're going to talk about. Next with John Denton of MLB.com here on Balloon Party, driven by Mungan St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We <laughs>
2: Back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101
3: ESPN. You know, Jackson, in the uh, commercial break, I went to that TMA fan page on Facebook, right. admin section, yeah. where you're not letting people in, like you censor Stephen Wildwood's mic drops. It's as my well. thing. Yeah, I'm power hungry. Yeah, it's like a Kim Jong Un deal going on here, I've noticed. Yeah. And, uh, in and, in Boy, a bunch of uh, new requests from our friends here on Balloon Party. Love Welcome to see it. Yeah. Welcome. Come on in. The water is warm. It's great to see. Come on in. The water is warm. TMA fan page on uh, Facebook. Wonderful discussions going on. We have the Little Piddles Angry Beaver Sports Business Review. Newsletter. Newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, we've already touched on one question regarding conferences just uh, essentially evaporating at some point. And now it's time for some uh, trade deadline review with uh, John Denton of MLB.com. Morning, John. Hey, Tim. How are you? I am wonderful, sir. How are you? We haven't talked in a couple of weeks, and I always look forward to talking it over.
1: Yeah, we made it through the trade deadline, still alive and kicking. So, uh, you know, let's 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 play out the string now.
3: Yeah, boy, that sums it up nicely. That's, that's <laughs> gonna be a lot of what it is, uh really until the off season. That's where things will ramp up unless the Cardinals can rattle off another uh big winning streak like in twenty twenty one. So with that all said, anything over the last, oh, I guess at this point we can say week. That's when the the deal started. We can change with uh, Cabrera. That surprised you? I mean, from my standpoint, if you were to lay out a bell curve of of probability. Everything that took place is about what I would have expected. It's not necessarily what I would like to have seen them done or have done, but it's what I expected them to do, uh, trade the rentals for pitching prospects. And that is essentially a quick summary of what the Cardinals did. What is your evaluation?
1: Yeah, you know, Tim, I'm a little bit surprised they didn't move an outfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, You know, they could have moved an outfield. Like you said, the others were rentals. Um, I, I, thought maybe they would have gotten a little better at prospect hall than they got. Uh, you know, Tacoa Ruby is a, is a, is a prospect. I think he falls in number four on the Cardinals list. Um, but you know, I, I think they got one top 10 prospect, uh, in other organizations, uh, rankings. Uh, you you would think Jordan Montgomery could pull a top ten prospect. You could you would think Jack Flaherty might be able to pull a top ten prospect. Now I know they're only rentals and you're only getting them for a couple of months, but you know they they got they got uh, good numbers of, of pitchers. I'm just you know they they didn't really ever pull that that big time pitching prospect. And you know quite frankly I'm I'm a little surprised that they didn't move either Tyler O'Neill or Dylan Carlson. Uh, you know all all that trade deadline did was. Keep on more pressure for for this all season. I mean, this all season, you know, it's 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 a daunting task to go into an all season needing three starting pitchers. Uh, you know, if you only needed two, that would be a daunting task. They're going to go in needing three starting pitchers. That means they got to pull off a couple of big trades and a couple of big free agent signings. And you know, I, I would have liked to seen them get a pitcher that. That that they could you know call a starter in 2024, but that just didn't happen. So it just ramps on even more pressure and importance on this all season now.
3: So that's that's one of the things I want to discuss. The the, the mission statement essentially that John Mozeliak left uh, laid out a couple of weeks ago was: This is not going to be a teardown. This isn't going to be a rebuild. This is a team that wants to return to contention in 2024. And my thought process on that was, I wonder why he is saying that And my reasoning for saying, I wonder why he's saying that, because now you are setting a standard and perhaps boxing yourself in on what kind of offers you may receive. Because if some incredible offers come in for take your pick of whomever on the roster, it may uh, mean you're taking a step back for 2024, but increasing the opportunity for a championship in in 25 or 26. And by doing that, you already have $100-plus plus million committed next year, even though you're losing Adam Wainwright, and you've now said goodbye to, to many guys going to Toronto and, and one to Baltimore and, and to Texas. Uh, you have... You have Mats, Michaelis, Arnauto, Contreras, and Goldschmidt that make up a hundred plus million dollars, and you still only have forty percent of your rotation spoken for, even with that number of dollars allocated. And so, it strikes me as being difficult to return to championship contention in twenty twenty four. Perhaps you can return to National League Central contention in twenty twenty four. And so, I was surprised by that that mission statement. So I ask you, number one, your thoughts on the reasoning behind the mission statement. Is it as simple as let's keep people activated so they buy tickets. And and secondly, um, how likely it is to return to contention in 2024.
1: Yeah. You know, Tim, I think part of the reason he said that is because that's what Paul Goldschmidt and, and Nolan Arenado want to hear. I mm-hmm. mean, we saw it with Max Scherzer and then just Justin Verlander. Once you start telling people about two years down the road, three years down the road, players, Especially players on the wrong side of 30, 30 they don't want to hear that. Like yeah. they're feeling pressure to win. Their careers are, you know, in the final stages, and and you tell somebody that you're building for two years, three years down the road, they're going to start looking elsewhere and, and asking out. And you know, you have a fan base in St. Louis where you're not really allowed to rebuild in St. Louis. It's kind of like in New York or with the Lakers. Uh, you know, they, they're they're not allowed to rebuild, and you know, the, the Cardinal fans expect a contender on the field next year. They expect a playoff team on the field next year. You know, this is a franchise that's won uh, you know, a winning season 15 years in a row. This is a franchise that that's usually in it. Even in their down years, they're still in the fight. Um, I, I think there's a lot of external pressures there that this organization feels like they have to put a winning team on the field. They have to feel, put a playoff team on the field. It may not be a championship contending team, but it has to at least be one that's fighting for a playoff spot because, you know, that's where the bar is set. Like, that's the bare minimum. And then and then if you can contend for championship, that's even better. But I think there's a lot of external pressures on John Mazaluk where he feels like, you know, you can't totally tear this thing down. You can't totally de- delve into rebuilding because of the pressures in St. Louis to win.
3: John Denton, MLB.com, our guest here on 101 ESPN. It's Balloon Party driven by Mungana, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. So speaking of becoming a contender again in 2024, you already said that which John Mazelak touched on a couple of days ago in his press conference following the deadline, and that is obviously they're going to have to tend to the pitching staff. Uh, And it's probably going to be through trades because the teams that were buyers aren't looking to trade a Major League Ready starter because they're looking to win now. And then through free agency. Uh, Of course, everything we're doing here is just speculating, but do you see any pitchers out there, whether they're currently uh, going to be under contract next year with somebody or a free agent who you think the Cardinals will target and what makes sense potentially as a dance partner for a trade, if that uh, were to be uh, one of the routes they go to get one of these pitchers or two of them for that matter?
1: Yeah, well, you know, Tim, a guy like Tyler Glasnow will have one more year left on his contract. Like, He's a really good pitcher. Uh, Toronto, you know, typically gets away from giving long-term deals. They don't like paying pitchers on the wrong side of 30, which I don't blame them. You're talking
3: about Tampa Bay, right, with Glasnow? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. T- Tyler Glasnow could be a candidate. Uh, you know, the Logan Gilbert kid in Seattle yeah. could revisit that. You know, the, a, lot, a lot of teams aren't going to look to trade those guys like tampa wasn't going to look to trade a, a pitcher uh now now you know they're in the hunt they're they're trying to win uh you know you might avoid trading with tampa because they usually get the best of the other team they trade with but uh you know maybe that's the guy you know maybe you go after the big fish of, of blake snell this off season in free agency maybe you go after Nola, but it's going to be expensive and and cardinal fans need to know now like you know, if you go get a pitcher, it's probably going to cost you $200 million or $150 million. And if you trade for a pitcher, it's probably going to cost you Nolan Gorman or Mason Wynn. Or, you know, you can't go into a trade uh, trying to trade, you know, one of your lower-tier players. Like, it's going to be painful. It's going to cost you one or two. It may cost you Nolan Gorman and uh, Brendan Donovan, you know, to, to, to get a pitcher from from another team. So... Uh, I really think the Cardinals have to reevaluate their plan going forward because you're going to have to pay to get pitching. You're going to have to pay in prospects to get pitching. You know this this franchise always has kind of sort of overvalued their own prospects and
3: why isn't that you know, true?
1: It, it, the cost it's going to cost multiple you know multiple guys that you really like to get good pitching
3: um taking otani out of the equation just because i think that uh, <laughs> we would be being disingenuous to talk about that being realistic um who do you think they would target free agency wise
1: um i think a guy like aranola would be a, would be a good target you know this is a franchise that's always had those pitch to contact pitchers depend on the defense they have stated that more than anything now in this game with no shift you've got to have you got to miss bats you got to have swing and miss uh, Aaron Nola's that big, tall right-hander that they always have always loved. That's the guys they always go after. Um, he, he's a guy who can give you swing and miss. Blake Snell, I think last year against the Cardinals, he hit 96 miles an hour. is the fastest he'd ever thrown in his career. He's thrown 97, 98 some this year. His strike-up numbers are way up. Swing and miss is way up. Uh, you know, But to get one of those guys, it's going to be $200 million. Like that's, that'll probably be the starting point. So. You got to know going in that you're really going to have to pay for those big-time free agents but those are two guys that are at the top of the list no doubt.
3: So uh Nola will be uh 31 in his 2024 season and yeah. Snell will be 31. As well in his 2024 season, uh, famously, the Cardinals uh, did not see the value with Max Scherzer when he was interested in coming here eight, nine years ago. Uh, but John Mazzalek has acknowledged they're going to have to change up their model. Do you think that they would be comfortable allocating that kind of money to pitchers who are in their their 30 plus seasons?
1: Tim, it may be a scenario where you have to give more money in fewer years, Jim, You know, the, the Mets were able to do that with, with Scherzer and with, with uh, Verlander, where maybe you, instead of paying 35 million, you pay them 40 million a year and you get them on shorter term deals. Uh, You know, with them being on the wrong side of 30, uh, it would be better to go shorter term, maybe more dollars, but you're still, you know, you're still committing a lot of money. Um, you know this franchise, and rightly so, has been hesitant to give long-term deals to pitchers. Give long-term deals to pitchers on the wrong side of 30. Uh, but like you said, the the model's got to change because you can't go into next season with two starters under under contract and hope for the best. Because you got to have three starters, and it's you know everything that just happened at the trade deadline heaped a lot more pressure onto next offseason. You got
3: to see Hudson last night. You've seen plenty of Libertor this year, um, and I don't know how often you get a chance to see the guys who are pitching it, whether it be A AA or A, if, if you get a chance at all, John, but of those names that we hear about, you go McGreevy, you go Graceffo, and of course, as I mentioned, Libertor and, uh, and Hudson, and now some players that have been acquired from the Blue Jays and Rangers and Orioles, um, any of those, if you had to say, okay, I gotta take one that I believe will be in that rotation in 2024 or any of those going yeah i think that's the i think that's the guy because right now libertor is is trending downward certainly hudson had a great start last night but that's been hot and cold and and hasn't been able to recover from his from his surgery but maybe it's it's starting to trend in a positive direction what about what about your observation on that or the cardinals observation on who they could be highest on of those guys inside the organization
1: yeah, I really think that Dakota Hudson could be that guy. Like I think he could be your fourth or fifth starter. His stuff is good enough. It's just a matter of him not nibbling and, and believing in himself and trusting his stuff. And you know, I mean if you look at in his career, he's nineteen and five at Bush Stadium. Like the guy does nothing but win at Bush Stadium. You know, it's a big ballpark. His thinker works well. Uh he flashed a slider last night. He hadn't thrown a slider a lot in in lately. I think he got like nine swing and misses with the slider last night. That was a really good pitch for him Had season high seven strikeouts. If he can string together three or four starts, you know, uh, if he can put together a good run, three or four starts, I think he may get a qualifying offer. Uh, they know what they can get in him. They know he's a good guy. They know he's a great clubhouse guy. Uh, he could very well fill one of those spots. If you could, If you could get a good run out of him the second half and then realize, hey, we only need two starting pitchers now in the offseason, that takes a load of pressure off the organization. So these games matter to Matthew Libertor. These games are to Dakota Hudson. Guys, we're trying to lock down spots for next season.
3: John Denton with us on Thursdays here on 101 ESPN. You can read him on MLB.com. John, always enjoy the conversation. Thank you so much for your time this morning. All right, Tim. Take care. Have a good day. Take it easy, you too. That's John Denton with us here on 101 ESPN. Your thoughts on what he had to say or comfort service text line 314-399-9646. And uh, then, of course, you are welcome to leave a mic drop as well. I like that Tyler Glass now. Could Big be, fan of that. That could be great. That's the uh, first time I had heard reference. Of course, that doesn't mean that that's happening. But uh, yeah, I mean, you talk about a strikeout guy, man. And Snell's a strikeout guy for, the, for that matter as well. The thing is, is you're going to have competition for Nola, who hasn't been great this year. He's been really... A wide delta with his starts. I don't know how closely you follow him. Uh, His last start against Pittsburgh, he got lit up and he's had uh, five really rough starts this year. He's carrying a 4.43 ERA. As I mentioned, he'll be 31 next year. Snell is uh, also uh, in that uh, age of uh, 31. But there are going to be multiple teams competing for these players' services. My guess is the Cardinals do get one of those big free agents. I do think that's what will happen. Uh, it is going to be a big bet, man. If you think the Contreras thing's a big bet and a potentially problematic one, uh, boy, they got a hit on this one. Uh, and uh, and then there will be a starter through a trade. And I would gather they will give a Hudson, Libertor, Grisepo, McGreevy yeah. a shot to fill out the rotation. That would be if I had to wager right now. That's what I think will wind up happening. All right, uh, your thoughts, of course, always welcome here on Balloon Party. Jackson's got the Lil Piddles, Angry Beaver, Sports business daily Ah. 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 it's like Tuesdays with Taylor talking football I just can't get it yeah I just can't get it talking with Yeah, it just happens to fall on Tuesday it does and I gotta ignore that part of it All right, uh, so that's coming up on the other side of the break second half of Balloon Party next on 101 Eastman
2: Right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. On 101 ESPN. So much going on in the ever-changing sports media landscape. Let's break it all down with a Little Piddle sports business newsletter. Presented by The Angry Beaver. A couple of blocks south of Busch Stadium. Mention Piddles for $5 off any pizza.
3: It's, It's Piddle season. Welcome in, hello everybody. What do we got here with this little petal's angry beaver <sighs> sports business
0: review newsletter? It's real. It can be a review as well. You know, it's kind of both. Kind of picking hairs, like it's the same thing. Uh, all right, let's fire it up. Uh, second question here for you, Tim. The NCAA and the NIL. A lot the dramatic pauses? Well, I had to open my email. Uh, The NCAA and the NIL saga is one that I believe will be looked upon later as a very strange time in the world of amateur to professional athletics. The NCAA is currently lobbying to have uniform NIL rules, including a standard NIL contract and registration process, along with more transparency about deals being signed and money being made. This is all well and good, but ultimately state laws hold jurisdiction over what the NCAA wants. The NCAA will continue to lobby for it while more relaxed relaxed States or NIL-friendly states, Missouri being one of them, will try to hold serve. Do you think the NCAA will get its wishes and control the wild west that is college athletics, or will states continue to police themselves and put themselves in better positions for their state universities?
3: Uh, well, we're talking many in the South, and that's going to fall more in the. We are pro states' rights. If I had to wager, and I think the NCAA will eventually be broken away from. So my answer would be uh, the latter. I do not think the NCAA is going to win this thing. That is where I am. On this, what do you think, Jackson?
0: Well, yeah, you look at it from a state perspective. Like it's it's good to have your state university be good at sports. I'm sure the people of Alabama would tell you that it's lovely having the Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa.
3: I'm sure. Uh, people, what about Hugh Freeze and War Damn Eagle?
0: Yeah, that that. Two-Ed Monster, that tandem right there is good for the state. It's good for state revenue. They have more people going to their state universities. I would assume North Carolina feels the same thing in Chapel Hill with basketball. I'm sure that Kansas feels the same thing with Lawrence and Kansas. That is huge. It's huge to have. That's big money is right there. So if it puts them in a better position to have more relaxed NIL rules and this uniform all across the country NIL policy is out there, Why would they limit themselves, you know? So that's kind of what the NCAA has gotten themselves into. Absolutely, players should be paid for their
3: name, image, and likeness. It's just difficult right now to police it. There it is. Action Jackson has given his official perspective on question two of the Lil Piddle Sports Business Newsletter. I did it. I did it. I did it. Oh, my God.
0: You're our champion, Tim. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're our champion. All right, an article and awful announcing today both made me sad and re- reminiscent of days gone by. Sports Center is fighting for its life. Is yep. that right? It's, this is the article I was posted is Fight for Survival with Sports Center.
3: Uh, really mm-hmm. what's what do they say do we, have, we have some numbers ratings are just kind of down at the moment um i'll continue with this it can question. be painful watching i watch it at five in the morning yeah and like i can't even imagine what they're paying the people who are doing overnight sports <laughs> and i see linda Cohn there and i'm like god i feel badly for you, you know she right. was part of the halcyon days of oh yeah of sports center wow all right what do we got ESPN's flagship show
0: continues to try and remain culturally relevant as social media sites can offer quicker, more condensed highlights, and people can pick and choose their favorite anchors who can deliver short attention span theater. Do you see a show like SportsCenter, something that has been a cultural mainstay for the better part of two decades, going the way of the dodo bird? Would it behoove ESPN and SportsCenter to try to land some more culturally relevant stars and deliver highlights and focus more on their social media side of things as opposed to the traditional style of delivery? Is the onset of streaming going to make all of this moot as people don't have the appetite to wait for TV shows when everything else in their life is available on demand?
3: Well, the answer to the second one is easy, and yes. The thing with the first one is getting, like, say, like Barstool, which they tried to do a deal with five years ago. Yeah, the Van Talk show. Right, with uh, Big, Big Cat and PFT Commenter, right? right yep. But then you had the Sam Ponder, Dave Portnoy thing. And then you also can get into a spot with those personalities are not necessarily going to stay in line with the business of ESPN that is the NFL. The NBA. In other words, they are going to be apt to say things that they can say on their podcasts that they can't say with Roger Goodell approving or Jerry Jones, the real commissioner, approving, uh, Adam Silver approving. Now Gary Bettman with ESPN being back in business uh, and Rob Manfred. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the, the guys can say whatever on 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 barstool. Right. Uh, it's it's kind of the unique spot that. People were observing with Pat McAfee and his deal, and then he might have to tighten up his ship. So that's the tough thing. You see what I'm saying? You're trying to balance the relationship you have with these powerhouses in the North American sports, but then you get into the the personalities don't necessarily dance. And so you got Stephen A. Smith doing push-ups yesterday with Chris (laughs) Russo yelling at him. But I mean, Russo, I assume, is in his 60s. Stephen A. Smith's in his 50s. Mm Mm-hmm. And as I observed at the start of the show, they got nothing. So they're debating whether or not Dak Prescott's the guy to lead the Cowboys. And it's August 3rd. You're just going, my God, you got nothing. Right. You can't cast a wide net if you're sports and only sports. Right. That's why I do TMA. Right. So, you know, that's that's the reality. And you get a narrow and older audience. And so if you want to. Uh, make yourself relevant in particular with younger people I think you have to get away from the Dan Orlowski you know saying something that Stephen A. Smith is confused by and then Stephen A. Smith says something that Dan Orlowski is confused by and then they just argue that crap's over and as much as I loved a sports center certainly influenced me when I was doing television without question yeah, it's, it, things change. You know, the train was relevant at one time. The <laughs> train ran things. The horse racing was relevant at one time. Horse racing ran sports. Boxing, it, things change. But that doesn't mean a business have to shut down. You have to adapt. So I think their responsibility is to adapt. The tough thing is they're boxed in on the relationships in particular with the NFL and the NBA.
0: No doubt. Uh, yeah, brief aside, I really love trains. Like Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. this is a fun aside. Yeah, like I would love to just like take a train ride through... Central Europe, see the Alps, hang out, have a cup of coffee on the train. It all you know, sounds just so a lovely. Train
3: to, to Herman, but
0: for you, it has to be Europe through the Alps. That would be ideal. The Herman situation, I guess, could be that's in Missouri, mid
3: Missouri. I'm you know, aware of the common man, wine country out there. Sure, absolutely. Um,
0: uh, but like a train, in Chicago is great. Don't have to deal with traffic. Don't have to deal with the headache of an airport. Super easy. You know, it's really nice. Uh, so I'm very pro train. And oh. I think they should come back into relevancy. Sure. Well, you ought to,
3: you ought to acquire Amtrak. I know, you're, I know you're liquid.
0: Yeah. You know, we're so much in the transportation space as it is that...
3: Oh, your family's in the transportation space? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: we're a uh, uh, blimp
3: Oh, wow. I didn't purveyors. know you guys were big in the blimp business. Yeah.
0: It's a huge comeback in 2026. Is that right? Yeah, you guys we'll are tra- targeting 2026 as a big year for the
3: yeah. blimp. We're com- huh. Everyone's going to travel by Zeppelin. I'd have to short that. Okay,, uh, what else do we have here in this little Piddle sports business newsletter brought to you by the wonderful people at Angry Beaver, where if you say piddles, you get five dollars off a of pizza. It's unbelievable what's going on?
0: Well, the last part I would want to say on the sports Center thing is that. You have all these people who are on social media who are really good at delivering highlights or commenting on sports and stuff who are really great. And I guess sports. Who are the people who are great
3: at doing highlights on social media?
0: John Boy, in terms of baseball, has done a great thing with uh, lip reading, and I think that's really great. There's we had a good
3: one with Lance Lynn recently, really good. I
0: really enjoyed that. Um, and then there's uh, these guys on TikTok called the Broadcast Boys. There's these guys from New York. They're really funny, and so like I think that would be great for ESPN to like bring them on to like do like Hey, watch these guys." Is run our Instagram for a day. But if you're all, also these guys, like you're like, do we want to go be involved with a network who might say you can't say this, yeah. you can't say that, or we control our own destiny. they probably own their own business and, and you don't want to do it. Right, that's the thing, is controlling our own destiny. Now, I think ESPN's in the right headspace by bringing someone on like Pat McAfee, but I think that that
3: uh, if things don't go well, if continues to own it and he's licensing it, sure. Am I yep. correct? I believe that is the case. Okay.
0: Yes. Which is a different than him being a straight ESPN employee.
3: Absolutely.
0: Right. So I think, but how many people out there can have that kind of deal? You know, how many people can license out their stuff to
3: ESPN? It's all about what, how many dollars you bring to the table. Sure. That, sure. that is the way for it to become relevant again. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're, they're, they're attempting to figure it out. But yeah, that's the tough spot that you're in. Right. Like if you're a big cat and PFT commenter, why would you want it? You don't care. You don't care. It's like, you know, I was, I was saying to you actually on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Tim McCurnish, I would really recommend listening to this, this week's edition, by the way, uh, And I said, when I started doing local TV in 2000, it was a big deal. But to you, at 25 years old, that kind of sounds like a joke that local TV was. And it was a bigger deal even when I was growing up around here in the 1980s. You had people making, you know, I don't know, about a million a year, but well into the six figures. Not everybody, but a decent amount. And those days are over. So things change, but you have to be able to adapt. The issue is... For the people who could help mobilize an audience to ESPN, many now own their own thing and wouldn't want to be in a spot where they become an employee where you can just get whacked if they have a bad quarter or if Disney is looking to impress investors. And so they go, oh, we got to cut the big salaries here. So why would you sign up for that? You don't right. need it. Right. You make plenty of money yourself and you have independence. Yep. If you, are, if you can't give them independence, then, you know, that's going to be tough to bring those people on board. Uh, your thoughts are welcome on the topic. 314-399-9646. It's the Little Piddle Sports Business Newsletter presented by Angry Beaver. More where that came from coming up in the final segment of Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN.
2: we are right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
3: All right, Jackson, let's finish strong here. I mean, we only have five minutes to do it. It's the Little Piddles Sports Business Newsletter, newsletter presented by Angry Beaver, and I want to hear what you got. I've enjoyed the questions so far. Well, thanks, Tim. Uh, Here we go. Final question for you. A story that broke a few days ago has
0: me fascinated as it seems to be in the headlines more and more often as of recently. Iowa State quarterback Hunter Decker has been charged with gambling on college football games including a Cyclones game versus
3: Oklahoma State. Do you what think do you feel, What do you sound like you're reading a hostage statement? There's just no inflection. You notice that?
0: It's kind of a somber, it's kind of somber. So I feel like
3: uh, my oh, tone should match the uh, you're saying. the nature of the story. So like you can't do a sing-songy newscaster voice to the story? I wouldn't like to. Here I'll, I'll read. Yeah, that. See, how, see how it sounds. Let's just take a listen.
0: <laughs> a Story that broke
3: yesterday yeah, the, uh, has me uh, right fascinated. Uh, uh, you're sharp shooting me, and I feel it's very passive aggressive. Well, I, I, was, hamming I, was, I, was, I was hamming very it very up. Social media shade. I um, was hamming it up. Social media shade. It's like yeah. A, um, yeah. All Matt right.
0: is well, that his name? Matt.
3: I thought that was the guy's name.
0: Hunter Decker. Perfect. He goes by Matt. Right. Okay. Here we go. I mean, I'll, I'll split the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. The story that broke yesterday has me fascinated. It seems to be in the headlines more yeah. and more I mean, as right of, often as of recent.
3: Yeah. Pretty good? Right there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, not, it's not over the top. Yeah. There's, there's some inflection. Yeah. Over the top with uh, Sylvester Stallone. 1985. Winner takes it all. Loser takes the fall. Fight till the beginning of the end. Sammy Hagar? Maybe that was 87. Somebody will check on that. We'll have yes. more on that tomorrow.
0: Uh, Iowa State quarterback Hunter, aka Matt Decker, has been charged with gambling on college football, including a Cyclones game versus Oklahoma State. Do you think with the growth of legal gambling and players getting a taste of what world-changing money is with the NIL, these types of stories will become more and more in our mainstream
3: news? Yes, I do. Yes, yeah, I don't. I, I want to give you more. The question warrants more, but my answer is is rather direct, and that is, yeah. I'd do think it's going to become more common, and, uh, and I don't think this is the last time we hear it.
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, I, I, of course, have been uh, in high school uh, just a little bit more recently than you have been. But when I would go to high school basketball tournaments uh, for the AAU, they would make us watch this video about how you can't gamble in college like if you get to college athletics how you can't gamble and i assume now it is like a 2 or 3 day course about like telling you what the impact is of what gambling can be like if you're a college football player or a college basketball player any college sport and but it is so easy to do now that it's such like a tough thing and college and professional sports at that matter are benefiting a lot from oh, yeah. gambling so it's kind of talking out of the di- same sides of different mouth other
3: way around. No I followed it even though it might not have made sense. Not even a lick I'm sorry The folks. Uh, the thing is I mean you can compartmentalize it you know you can do spots for take your pick of whatever thing it is and if, as long as you're not lying to an audience right, and say hi right, right. you know I mean but um, So you can be in business without necessarily participating. For sure. And so, hey, you know, gambling's part of it, but you, as somebody participating in the contest, can't gamble on it. Right. Um, So, but I think because, unlike, say, professional athletes, where most are making... A ridiculous amount of money that's not the case for most college athletes and so that temptation is greater at that level than at the professional level and therefore i think it is going to be uh, an increasing story because if you are a quarterback you certainly have much higher impact on a game than an offensive lineman that's not to downplay the value of offensive lines but as one offensive lineman you know, I guess you just miss a block completely and right, but the how, but, lit up. Yeah, and quarterback can throw picks or right. whatever the case might be. You saw that with the Alabama baseball coach a few months ago. huh um, and the story that went on that he was betting against his team, right? I uh, almost feel like that would be that. Yeah, that's that, that's tough. But so that's where you go into a uh, you know a, t- a totally different world. All right, uh, Michael Gersh is going to be on with BK and Ferrari coming up at eleven thirty. Uh, that is up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McCurney. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Manganas St. Louis, accurate on Toyota on one hundred and one ESPN.
2: You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred and one ESPN.